Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. By Samuel. What's up? Oh, God. Colin. Hi there. And Abby. What's up? <laughs> oh, my God. No. No. I've already done that. What year are you from? Oh, my God. That's so funny. We did open a show like that one time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so this is round two, Electric Boogaloo. Um, uh, but, yeah, well... Well, update. Has anything exciting happened? <laughs> Something exciting is going to happen. Yes. Uh, later tonight, uh, all four of us are going to go to a Headless Horseman hayride to celebrate the spooky season. Yes. At a local yes. attraction in Indiana, a place called Connor Prairie. They throw on some cool stuff during spooky season. Yeah. I have never been. But I'm looking forward to it. I keep forgetting that you've never been. Like, I've been there. It's like a thing if you live near central Indiana. Yeah. 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 Bring all the kids out. We do do spooky stuff. And, oh, boy, there's all kinds of, oh, oh, I don't even know what. It's a real (laughs) knee slapper. Yeah. It's like a pioneer village where they uh, reenact what it was like back in the day. Jolly old, only white males who own property could vote times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should let women speak there, which I'm very surprised yeah, about. Yeah, there's a lot of women there, of course, working. I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I, I didn't mean like the ones like dressed up. I meant just period. Like, why are they allowed to talk? period Look, at pie, all. Pies don't bake themselves, nor they don't they set don't. themselves right. on the windowsills to cool. All right. Someone's got to do it. They right. don't. You're not wrong. Food. You're not wrong. I say that even though I have an Instagram called Sam Bakes Sometimes Sober. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I say you're the, ba- you're the baker in the house. I am yeah. the baker yeah. of the house. Yeah, so get back in the kitchen. All right, let me take my shoes off. Put your kitchen. <laughs> oh my god! Oh lord! Yeah, so that's going to be really exciting. They have um, a festival of sorts going on with hopefully lots of delicious food and drinks and, and possibly fun. a karaoke competition. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, the, now I don't know what the, the selection is. It's going to be just spooky stuff, but. Uh, I think there's probably a song in there yeah, yeah, or two sure. that like is like great. Yeah, you don't want to be the sixth jackass who sings Monster Mash. Listen, like, <laughs> I will be the sixth jackass who sings Monster right, like, Mash. Yeah, who knows how many times Ghostbusters is going to be sung tonight. But there's other stuff in there. Yeah, there's other stuff in there too. Thankfully, we'll try to do that so the person running karaoke doesn't want to shoot. Yeah, themselves. exactly. Yeah. Does Never Ending Story count? That's spooky. I th- oh I God. think there's enough spooky elements to where you could do the never-ending story. I wonder song. if they will have. Uh, you remind me of the babe from um, the labyrinth. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. it's a spooky movie. Or the uh, voodoo. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, that yeah. one. That one too. That's there's probably going to be some voodoo songs in there. That's if it's that voodoo talking. song, I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, maybe Jimi Hendrix's Voodoo Child. Ooh, <laughs> maybe, hopefully. Maybe. 
Oh my god. Anything that a child could listen to Hopefully and sound spooky. Hopefully there's spooky scary skeleton songs there. <laughs> <laughs> spooky scary skeletons. Yeah. I love it. Maybe we'll see. We'll uh, see. The, uh, oh, the Boogeyman theme song from Nightmare Before Christmas uh, uh-huh, is probably uh-huh. going to be. I available. bet that is there. Yeah. Definitely. No. Definitely. Yeah, if you want to sing Nightmare Before Christmas songs, I have a feeling that oh, tonight's God. your night. You're going to shine, baby. Shine. I never, yeah, my hot take. I never got into most Tim Burton movies. That is like, a hot take. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Corpse eh. Bride. Eh. Uh, Kaylee Cor- loves it. She would fight you right now. I trust me. We've had words about it before. It's taking everything. <laughs> oh I yeah, to fly <laughs> off. She has a quiet right rage about her. I yes. I just I don't know. Like they're good. I have no issues with them. It's just none of them. I'm like, turn it on again. I want to watch it again. I I've fallen asleep during Corpse Bride twice, Coraline once. And yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas at least twice. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Now you're back, baby. I don't know. Oh, Sweeney Todd a few times fell asleep during You shut that. your fucking mouth. I'm just... Look, if you don't want hot takes, don't have me as your co-host oh on the God. podcast. Hot, I'm an unbridled... Hot take Samuel is what they call him. Look, I cannot be contained. I refuse to be contained. All right? Can't put, <laughs> I refuse to be... Can't put me in a box, okay? I'm going to come at you with... Can't real opinions, me. real attitudes, and uh, it's gonna be a so hot sassy. take right off. <laughs> That's you hilarious. Keep talking about my Burton like mm, that. Don't you dare! Look, he did great with Batman. Huge fan of Tim Burton on Batman. Edward Scissorhands is great. Like yeah, I, good one. Beetlejuice, love it. You love know. It. Yeah, I mean, I it's just certain ones. Long. I just I I don't feel that you know they're as good as You're the not height. called yeah. to them. Yeah, it's not my personal palette. I don't know. Whatever. Kaylee's going to hear this and lose her fucking mind. Again, like I said, we've already had this conversation. I know. <laughs> She's going to yell at it. That's I hope that you've yelled in your car at it. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Oh my God, don't yell if you're on a plane. I'll get you kicked off, kid. Yeah. And don't say for everybody. Don't say bomb either. They don't like that. They don't like <laughs> that. Uh, Samuel. Uh, what? <laughs> Don't joke about yeah. saying that, oh, someone else packed my luggage. Oh, my God. Yeah, they don't like that. Yeah. That's hilarious. All right. Well, um, uh, to continue on with our spookiness, I guess. Uh, I mean, the threat of murder is spooky. The threat of murder is spooky. Yes. I agree, Samuel. Um, I have brought for you guys probably too much um, about... A man named Donald Henry Peewee Gaskins. Yeah, yeah. And that's only one of his names, guys. He's got a few. He's got a few, yeah. Um, I have used for my main sources um, a YouTube video, The Hitchhiker's Killer, Peewee Gaskins. Uh, It's a real crime documentary. And then also last podcast on the left. Uh, I use their episodes as well, which I'll post so you guys always have the resources. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, here we go. Smoke them if you got them. So, <laughs> Pee Wee Gaskins. This guy was born tiny. All right. Uh, he was no more than four pounds. Uh, he entered the world immediately. 
um, as his nickname. So he was born March 13th, 1933 in Florence Count, South Carolina. Right in the heat of the Great Depression. Right in the heat of it. And like tiny. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of help back in the day for that. Sure not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, he had a pretty typical growing up of that era, which I mean, it was hard. Like, hard, just like everybody else's fucking life. Um, but the first time he saw a judge was when he was 13 years old. And yeah, real and, stand by me style coming of age yes, fail. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, that's when he actually learned that his first name was Donald. Fuck. That's actually, Whoa. that's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, a uh, quick whiplash, uh, would any of you like to try to guess Pee-wee's birth given name? Like his legal ass government name. Uh, Cornelius. No. Damn. So it wasn't Donald? No, that was his known name. Okay. Um, Fart House. Fart House. Good, (laughs) good. Okay. It was Junior Parrot. Junior Parrot? Correct. His mother was Molly Parrot. That's a crime again. Look, it should have been like Junior Parakeet or something. (laughs) Junior Parakeet. That's fucking hilarious. Junior Puffin. (laughs) Junior Puffin. So So tiny. So Junior was his name, or he was known by that, and he was a little guy, and his nickname was also Pee Wee. Like, we get it. Right? Get off his fucking back. He's uh, his tiny back. Right. Yeah, we get it. Jeez. <laughs> well, uh, his childhood was wrought with bad shit because, like, so they're not super popular where they live. Um, uh, the, the parrot clan was not living it up in Depression-era South Carolina. No, they were not what the youngins would say Thriving. They were not thriving. Well, here's the thing. That's only because this is pre-Jimmy Buffett, all right? If Junior Parent was post-Jimmy Buffett, his life would have been completely different. Completely different. You're not wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong. Uh, Well, turns out Mom wasn't sure uh, who Pee-wee's dad was. Well, it wasn't Stretch Armstrong, that's for sure. You're not wrong. (laughs) Everyone's six foot and above, get out of here. Yeah. Number no. one. You're, cut them out. So, um, as Pee-wee got older, people would tell, uh, I'm sorry, he would tell people that his father was known only as a man named Mr. Gaskins that owned a successful store in the town over. I was going to say, uh, he's in Canada, he's a famous race car driver, much, who's yeah. an astronaut and also a spy. And a spy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he invented the telephone, the miniature one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's believed that he just adopted the last name because of the good press associated with it, you know. Uh it was an upstanding name, not like Parrot. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, when he was around one year old, 
he drank a lamp's worth of kerosene. What? Well, yep. At least a lamp's worth. At least. He may have cracked another one open. I I drank uh, way more peppermint schnapps when I was in my early 20s than any person oh my God. should ever do. So, I mean, I can't it's the same. It's, it's pra- the same. Yeah, it's basically kerosene. I've had a Jaeger bomb in my life. That's like drinking so kerosene. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, turns out that would give him convulsions uh, until he was around three years old. Suffered from that. Um, I'm assuming off and not on. Oh, uh, yeah. Not, not like straight through. Yeah, the whole <laughs> oh time. Just, uh, <laughs> what's that Billy Bass on the wall? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. twitching away like they're Just twitching away. Funny. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Pee Wee does claim that as a child he was sexually abused by many of his mother's boyfriends. Um, but don't feel too bad for him. Um... This is where I'm going to throw... Uh, what was this he wearing? Is now, I cannot stand you. <laughs> uh, this is where I'm going to throw out trigger warning. Should have earlier, right? So we're going to talk about some animal cruelty. I'm not going to go deep because... No, thank you. But just so you know, uh, when he was five years old, he uh, already started doing some really sick shit. He started to pull the legs off of frogs. Um, and he would kill baby birds and he would trap full-grown birds, and he would pop their heads off. That's, uh... Not cool. Yeah, I was going to say, not cute. That's, uh... Yeah, whole lot of, uh, the, what is it, McDonald's triad or whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, he's making it really difficult to... to Feel bad for him. Well, I was going to say, make jokes and... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Be funny about it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, that, it's just not funny. That's just not funny. Here we go. He wasn't disciplined at all. Hilarious. Someone um, call Super Nanny. Su- immediately. <laughs> Someone bring Joe in because he needs an he needs some time in the naughty chair. He does. He does. Um, his family often commented on how he got away with things because he was just too darn cute. Yeah. <sighs> How how are you how how are you going to be part of the parrot clan and then perform animal cruelty on birds? I like know. that's I don't uh, know, man. Man, it's um, like he's never heard of birds of a feather. Like, oh, God damn it! Uh, to tell you a little tale to help you get in the headspace of Pee Wee and what he thought of himself. Walk around on your knees for a little bit in your house. You can. Yeah, there you go. He's oh. By the way, he is five foot four. Boom. That's it. Real. That's all he grows to in life. Isn't that so the like, same height as like every nickname? Yeah. Isn't that like the same like height as like L. Ron Hubbard? I'm um, not sure. I'm five foot four. <laughs> so yes. So we would be. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> me and I would be eye to eye. Oh. You yeah. would punch the fuck out of this little bitch. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. didn't wreck him because he's a tiny human. Uh, so as a kid, he went to a traveling carnival, and one of the exhibits was a giant king cobra. Uh, while Pee Wee was standing there, uh, probably putting his stupid fucking sticky fingers all over the glass, um, there was a moment when the snake was approaching a rat that was put in the enclosure. Uh, as this is going on, the handlers dramatically saying, you know, the king crow, one, two, three, 
the king cobra will kill even when it's not hungry. It kills for just pleasure and that kind of stuff because it's it's that much of a predator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pee Wee says that there was a moment in time where his reflection in the glass and the snake's face lined up perfectly. And then he started the Cobra Kai dojo. <laughs> well, um, it made him hard. I was going to oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. I was gonna make that joke. It's like I don't make that joke, and then it happened. Didn't have to make it's the real. joke. Real, you didn't have to. Yeah. It's like last episode when I joked about Gacy going into politics. Oh and my then, god! Yeah, yes. Yeah. And Correct. then it happened, and I hated it. Yeah. And I hated it. <laughs> All right. Well, so around eleven years old, Pee Wee and a bunch of other kids in the neighborhood uh, quit going to school. Yeah, they just stopped. Uh, that's it. I'm educated enough. Well, it is South Carolina. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) Um, uh, They hung out in this abandoned little shack in the woods. And... uh, you call it a funky little shack? Funky little shack. Hey. (laughs) Was the tin roof rusted? More than likely. Um, They were getting down in there. Uh, Him and the local boys would participate in something that they called cornholing. This is not a fun yard game with bean bags. Yeah, some people call that bags. We call it cornhole, unfortunately, here in the Hey, hey, but the national tournament is not called the National Bags Tournament. It's called the National Cornhole Tournament. So if any, if a friend of mine named Nate Davey from Chicago ever listens to this, fuck you, it's called cornhole. It's not called bags. Yeah. Oh, my God. You heard it here. Yeah. Another hot take. Another Another hot hot take. take. I'm full of them. That's what Um, I do. (laughs) So as they got older, uh, these boys narrowed themselves down to the Trouble Trio, which included Danny and Marsh. The boys were absolutely fucking awful. Uh, Let me give you a little rundown. They loved peeping into the outhouses at the local churches. Rose. Setting turds on fire. (laughs) That's a little more funny. Petty theft, like bikes and whatnot. Okay. But that quickly escalated into full-out burglary. So not all poop-related. Not all poop-related, but plenty of poop-related. They are little shits, but not everything involves. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Baby and some of his friends went up to Charleston, South Carolina, over and over the years. Um... This is where they uh, said that they lost what they would call their pussy fuck cherries. Ew. Yep. What? To some queers. Uh, Yep. Uh, Abby's face, uh, she is very grumpy cat. No. Very unhappy. Do not like that. You're um, telling me they had to pay for sex? I don't believe it. Right? Um, <laughs> they were so slinging dick like, left and right? Yes, this is when he, they're like 13. Mind you, at home. 13? Yes, 13. Oh, my word. I mean, at 13, I said stuff that was dumb, but I never said pussy fuck cherry. <laughs> yeah. Um. While he's at home, he's still sleeping in bed with his mom because oh. he has nightmares. Of course he is. Ugh. Yup. <clears throat> See, and now if you had called Super Nanny, she would have told them how to structure a bedtime regiment where that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, it gets worse. 
Um, as they, they're 13, um, they, Marsh and the boys lure one of Marsh's sisters to their hideout. No. Yes. Um, assault her and threaten her if they tell anyone that they'll kill her. Luckily, the little girl almost immediately told her mom what happened. Good. Good. Um, instead of the cops being called... Uh, this small town handled it in the uh, Old West kind of way. Uh, the three boys were rounded up, strung up by their feet over a tree, and in the backyard of the Marsh's home, and they were beaten black and blue. I mean, <laughs> I have mixed feelings about yeah. this. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if it's right, but I'm sure to those doing the beating, it was definitely satisfying. Mm. Yeah. So, like, like that if is some, what yeah. he was humiliated that day uh, they were all humiliated that day rightly so i don't know i'm not anyone to pass judgment yeah i'm not a trained professional and i don't have a sister but i have many <sighs> women in my life who i feel that type of kinsmanship with and if someone had ever assaulted one of them i would definitely want to string the person up by their feet and beat yeah. them to a bloody fucking pulp mm-hmm. yeah so i understand the inclination to handle it in such a way yeah whether yeah. it was good or bad overall i can't i can't speak to that but Agreed. i definitely understand the motive not that i'm qualified to speak to it but i will speak yes. to it i feel that with animals and humans alike Violence never begets a good mm. outcome. Yeah. Yeah. For and, sure. But uh, well, I could certainly understand the want. To the do want. It. Yes. Well, you're not wrong, Abby. <laughs> In 1948, uh, this is when Pee Wee sees jail for the first time. He decided to rob a house. Uh, he had a foolproof theory, though. When you rob people, uh, you need to make sure that they're either at a funeral okay. <clears throat> or at a wedding okay. because they're going to be gone for quite a long time, you sure. know, blah, 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 blah. Well, the family he targeted, uh, they certainly were at a funeral that day, but he didn't account for their uh, daughter to be home. So, as soon as he entered the house, she saw him, and she (laughs) ran and grabbed a hatchet. Fuck yeah. Whoa. Yeah, she was terrified of him, because it's not too long ago uh, what happened with Marsha's sister. So, she knew who he was, and, like, the rumors about him. So, uh, the poor thing was terrified. Um, she grabs the hatchet, takes a few swings. Unfortunately, Pee Wee was able to grab it away from her. And he hit her on top of her head with the blunt side right. of the hatchet. Uh, the girl ended up surviving the attack and was able to identify Pee Wee. Well, uh, glad that he's an incompetent piece of shit, you know, instead mm-hmm. of... Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, he was immediately... Sentenced to the South Carolina's Industrial School for Boys. Cool place for that's definitely geared towards education rehabilitation. One hundred percent. When he arrives, he immediately becomes the uh, bitch to an older boy named Boss Poss. Oh my god! Oh great! Uh huh. Yeah. Um, how was? I'm sure you're wondering how Pee Wee was treated in prison, right? I was. St- 
definitely wondering that. Well, he and all of his holes were traded for cigarettes. Oh. Yeah. He didn't take too kindly to that. So what was the downside? (laughs) (laughs) So somewhere around 1949 to 1950, he and four other shower besties, is what we'll call them, uh, they escaped. Uh, They were captured quickly. Uh, Pee-wee did manage to make it all the way home. But he was caught and brought back. Why would you go home? God, he's such a stupid little shit. Ooh, I had to get back to mommy. Probably. Fuck you. Um, (laughs) He tried to escape four more times over the five-ish years that he was in uh, the reform school. Uh, His last attempt was successful. Once he got out, his uh, prison daddy, Boss Poss... Uh, did, he, did his prison daddy call him Soggy Cracker? Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> or salt, salty Cracker. That's salty what it is. Cracker. Yeah, I've heard of this. Book. Um, he hooked <laughs> him up with a job uh, from his uncle, uh, and Pee Wee began uh, his carnival roustabout days. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, did he run into any more snakes that gave him hard ons? I. You know what? He, no, but um, around 17, uh, Pee-wee met his first carnival girl, uh, and she made him feel like a rhino with a four-foot heart on. I'm assuming these are his own words and not... not Correct. Not your literary <laughs> interpretation yes. of these Yes. <laughs> he does have a book that he wrote, okay, so... Well, I'm you can sure only that's take so much. Factual. Yeah, it's uh, called the final truth. <laughs> the full of the nuggets, like full uh, of nuggets. Yeah, he uh, made his lawyer wait, and or publisher wait until he died to release it. So you know, no questions. So please. that way, it's yeah. final. It's literally the final fuck. truth. Yeah, what a fuck, right? What a little fuck. Yep, yep, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, Mary was uh, this lucky gal. And uh, he made her his first wife of six. Ma- Once again, wow. you're looking for love. It's out there, people. It's out there. Okay, six times. Was yep. his dick half of the size of his I body? must have been. He must have had Was a tripod. Slinging a hog? Maybe, I don't know. No one references a rhino unless <laughs> something's happening, you know what I mean? Well, here's the thing is that most pachyderms do not have a, like... Ratio wise, do not have that large of reproductive genitalia. Like, yeah, you're from, looking at a lot of rhino dicks. Well, first of all, don't yuck my yum. Uh, I, fucking, I <laughs> wish I never would have said that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I read a weird tangent, read this uh, study where they were talking about different animal species and relative size of genitalia and the propensity for monogamy versus. Gotcha, like, gotcha. Uh, how, yeah. So that's one of the, like, uh, most primates and, and, like, gorillas and apes are actually really small on the scale. Most monogamous uh, animals are. But anyway. Sorry, man. I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Pee-wee fell in love with Mary. They married. And she uh, convinced him to go back to the reform school, finish his time, because she didn't want to live on the lamb. So he didn't. 
<laughs> he went back and turned himself in. How old is he? To be honest, I believe he's around 18 right now. Okay, because it'd be because weird if he's like 24. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 24, let me go back, Riley's young boys, That's and funny. finish no, my time out. He's, I believe, uh, between 17 and okay. 19. Right. Um, in 1950, Pee Wee was released, and uh, I have no idea why, because his psychiatrist wrote a letter saying that there was no way it was safe to release Pee-wee back into uh, the world. He was a terrible danger to the community and has the homicide tendency... One, two, three. Has the homicidal tendencies peculiar of the paranoid type. Well, you know... um... Another win for justice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So after this release, he got a job with another jailbird friend named Slick Duck. Uh, Slick Duck. Where are all of these people getting these sweet nicknames? I don't know. If you had a nickname in jail, you weren't to be fucked with. Right. So um, Yeah, because there's no way I'm going after Pee Wee or Slick Duck. Slick Duck? Duck? You're not going to roast him? Boss, I may stay away from. Yeah, but yeah. What do you say, boss? Boss, boss, boss. Yeah. yeah Is that yeah, where yeah. Dukes Hazard got boss? Maybe, so. maybe. Boss Hog from. Um, this time Pee Wee was working in the tobacco fields. Oof. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. The newest scheme was insurance fraud. Some of the local farmers and his like would move the tobacco from the barns, burn the barns down, then go sell the tobacco upstate. Gotcha. That's what we call a twofer. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily <laughs> blame them for this because as we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. The on... sharecropping. Yeah, on, one of, on a couple different episodes. Yeah, conditions for farmers uh, and those who own especially like more than one farm, like farming as a business, which led mm-hmm. to like factory farming... Yeah, conditions were not great. Not, not ideal. And they were not paid adequately. It was just, yeah, it was bad all around. Yeah. Um, one of the farmer's owners uh, that Pee Wee worked for, his daughter got um, a bit too sassy with Pee Wee for his liking. And he hit her over the head twice with a ball-peen hammer. Oof. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, just for being sassy. Uh, she survived, and Pee-wee got two years. Now that he was a legal adult, so now he's at least 18, he went straight to uh, the uh, state prison. Good. So this is now where he is introduced to a brand new power dynamic. Um, uh, there are people called power men inside of this state prison. Okay. They generate the power? Uh, yep. Okay. Right in your butt. Yeah, not, yeah, this your is not a power bottom. This is more of a power top scenario, right. yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is what I'm guessing. So, Arthur, who was a power man and did not have a nickname, so, serious, um, he claimed Pee Wee. Um, but Pee Wee wasn't super into this. So, he was like, I gotta become a power man. And he has the strangest voice, guys. Uh, if you listen to the last podcast, they do a really good impression of it. But, like, he he has the highest-pitched little voice, and he talks like this. And blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> so imagine this. Picture yeah. like Trying a, to be hard. 
Picture like an even smaller, more deranged Ross Perot. Yes. <laughs> I gotta be Power Man. Yes. Yes. I gotta be Power Man. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, weaseled his way into the ranks of a different Power Man named Hazel Brazel. And if you called Hazel by his first name Hazel, he would beat you to death. So he was known as Brazel. Uh, after some deep undercover work, PB was finally able to get close enough to Hazel to slash his throat while he was on the toilet taking uh, a dump. Undercover work or under the covers work? Both of them. Imagine. Yep. After three months in solitaire, uh, PB says that he comes out and he's the new power man. I was going to say, did, so he just did this not because... He did anything, yeah. Yeah, he just, he just... Well, yeah, he just did it to up his reputation and status in prison. 110%. Not yes. because, yeah, okay. Yep, not to settle a score or anything, just because. Uh, after five years in prison, Mary sent him a letter and said they were done. <laughs> he was devastated and Aww. wanted to make things right, so he snuck out in a garbage can. <laughs> he was tiny enough okay. that he hid <laughs> in the <laughs> cars. Oh my god. Under trash. And snuck out. Oh my god! But Barry, uh, Mary was like, mm. "Well, no shit." She made him go back to the fucking school because she didn't want to live on the lamb. So why the fuck did this little dipshit yeah. think that he, she was going to take him back when he escaped from state prison? Yes. So being ass raped repeatedly wasn't enough a motivation to escape, but his, <laughs> his wife leaving was. Here's the thing: yes. he's a big country okay. music okay. fan, and oh my god. <laughs> Uh, so now, uh, Pee Wee went back to the carnival, but that wasn't doing it for him. So he starts stripping stolen cars. Okay. Uh, he, chop shop. Yes, yes. He learned this uh, skill from an old husband and wife duo that ran the girly shows in town. Oh. I could not find what more that meant, so. Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess like a burlesque type of... I'm picturing all the... the yes. Girl the show. shows, yeah, the, the girl shows in um, in uh, Bonanza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know this is in the nineteen what fifties, so I know that's not accurate. Still, what I'm picturing, though. yes, <laughs> picturing saloon girls and feather boas and. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so uh, while he was uh, working for that husband and wife duo, he found wife number two, but that lasted for about three weeks. Uh. Next up to bat. <laughs> Burning through him like a Kardashian. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so the next gal on his radar was carnival contortionist Betty Jean Gates. Gee, why did he find her appealing? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so she asked Pee Wee to do her a solid and sneak in a carton of cigarettes to her brother in prison to help hold him over to the end of his sentence. Uh, turns out, her brother was her husband, and the cigarettes uh, had a, um, a razor in it. <laughs> so Betty's husband escaped prison, and before Pee-wee got back to the hotel, the police were there. Uh, he realized that Betty set him up, and she had stolen his car and his money. <laughs> so you're saying this particular contortionist was a little slippery? A bit. <laughs> yes, yes. So this landed him 
in the federal prison in ATL in Atlanta. So federal prison was easier for Pee Wee, apparently. He said that his reputation preceded him all the way to Uh, that prison. Of fucking course he did. Yes, so everyone mind their P's and Q's around him. This is where he was mentored by some East Coast mobsters. He made uh, friends uh, with a couple of famous mobsters. He called the Wise Guys. Uh, One of them was Frank Costello. Oh, shit. Uh Uh-huh. After he and the other wise guys were released from prison, Pee Wee said that he uh, received an elaborate package that had an Italian to English and an English to Italian phrase book, $300, and the address to a place for him to lay low in New York's Little Italy. My ass. Who does he think he has Richard Kuklinski? Like, oh my god, you're funny. Yeah, so he's super well connected, apparently. He was released in 1961, so we're in his mid to late 20s now. Jesus. I mean, yep. I, will, I will say for such a little guy, he packs in a lot of life in a short period of time. Yep, yep. Uh, Pee Wee rented a trailer from his Uncle Parrot and went and crashed with his cousin Parrot. <laughs> Uh, parrot still gets me. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. He started escorting and setting up church revivals for Reverend George E. Todd. Oh my God! Of course. He marries his what is his third wife? Wow. Yep, we're on our third wife because we tried, but it right. wasn't to be. Right. Uh, Jerry Dolores. Springer. No, <laughs> Jerry Dolores, and he said she was fine. Cool. Fine. What an overwhelming endorsement. Right. Huh? Fine. Yep. Yeah, yeah, she's fine. Yeah. She's fine. Better than being traded for cigarettes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. His next big crime was the assault and the rape of a 12-year-old neighborhood girl Jesus. while he was just visiting his mother. Ugh. His stepfather turned him in the same day. Good. Yes. The cops came and got him while he was waiting to be processed he climbed out of the open third-story window and escaped by jumping into a bush. So he runs, this he little fucks fucker. off. Squirrely little Carolina. son of a bitch. Yes, he fucks off. So this is when he um, uh, adds his fourth wife to the bunch. What? Yes. Uh, he has to be slinging a hog. Uh, something. Um, her name is uh, Lenny Oxidine from the Lumbee Reservation. So the Lumbee Reservation is right outside of South Carolina. Gotcha. Um, this marriage lasted around three months, and Pee Wee decided that he could trust her and um, spills all of his secrets to Lenny, and she turns his ass in. Yes! Yes. And he said, well, that's just fine, because he says that the bothersomeness, the the killy feeling he gets, had started to come back. So. Oh, he's happy he got turned in, so that way he didn't do the bad, bad thing that he never really wanted to do, but it the I urge guess. just got so strong sometimes he couldn't resist. Pretty Is much. That, what a fucking little... Pretty much. He got locked up in a state prison uh, after that. 
uh, he had already been there, and um, he said that his nickname still preceded him, but there were no more, like... This dude's getting fucking bent over left and right. I don't care what he says. He like, there's, there's no, no way. no men anymore. Yeah, no, there's no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, he said that time passed rather quickly, and the warden even wrote a letter for the parole board to get Pee out earlier. Another time where this could have just been fucking avoided. Yeah. So, now we are in 1968. This is where Pee-wee claims that he gets out of jail, and he starts driving up and down the Carolina coast, uh, starting to pick up hitchhikers. And this is what he calls his coastal kills. He claims that he killed... 80 to 90 people. My ass. During this time. My ass. Yeah. Uh, there's no evidence of these. Um, uh, I think that the worst part about it is that in the final truth, uh, he just, he talked so openly about the way that he killed these people horrifically and tortured them and all these things. Like, even though it's not true, he didn't corporeally do these things. It's just as fucking sick that he yeah. is willing to put that out there. Like, he wants to be known as the meanest man in America. That was always his dream. So I think that he did that with his book to pump this shit up. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's still gross. Yeah. No, he's a pathetic little fucking worm. Yes. Yes. <sighs> you're in the, the bottom I, for that long. I would long, kill him. You know? When you're in the bottom for that long, you're like, that's all you yeah. understand. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you're on top, you're on the bottom. I don't want to be on the bottom anymore. Being means part of it for some reason. That sucks. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see here. In 1970, uh, there, this is at least one of the confirmed kills. Uh, at the age of 37, Pee-wee kills his own niece. What? He was cruising around looking for his next mark, and he happened upon a burger joint that his niece and a bunch of her friends were at. Um, they were hammered, and uh, Janice, his niece, was... Hammered beyond the point that she couldn't really walk. So Janice's friends ask Pee-wee to take care of her. He bundles her up, puts her into the car, and uh, Janice's friend Patricia is like, I'm good with, because I don't feel great about this. Uh, So he took the girls to an abandoned house somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Um, He pulled a knife on Janice, and Patricia hit him in the back of the head with a two-by-four. Um, the girls ran off into the woods, Good. only for Pee Wee to squeeze off a couple rounds um, and uh, scared the girls and let them back to the house. The girls put up a huge struggle once again inside the house, but Pee Wee knocked them out with the butt of his pistol. Uh, he separated the girls and ended up burying Patricia in a septic tank where she was found six years later. Yes. That is. Yes. Beyond yeah. horrific. Yeah. 
when he got back inside, his niece had succumbed to her injuries and was dead on the floor. Um, unlike Patricia's body, um, June, Janice's was never recovered. Uh, this is now the early 70s. Pee Wee buys a Cadillac hearse. Uh, God, this is... Wow. Yeah. Uh, he got a bumper sticker from a local truck stop that said, We haul anything. And he modified it to say, Live or dead. Oh, God. This is the he most... He thinks he's so cool. I know. Yes, exactly. It's and it that... was right next to a support your local sheriff sticker. Right, that's a little funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a broken watch is right twice a day. Yes. Like, I mean, yes. you can, you know, you can be a giant bag of shit and come up with a halfway decent joke once in your life. <laughs> sure. In 1972, Pee Wee kills Martha Dix. Uh, she's a bisexual black gal who used to hang around the garage that Pee Wee sometimes worked at. Martha would give Pee Wee a whole bunch of shit, and the guys at the garage fucking loved it. Good. He would I freak mean, out, he would whine and yell. God, I've worked with this dude yeah. before. I mean, not yeah. homicidal, but you know the fucking dude. Yeah. I know. Uh. Yep. Um, Pee-wee said that Martha took it one step too far when she joked about being pregnant with Pee-wee's baby in that she couldn't wait to have her own little Pee-wee dicks. <laughs> yes. Wow. I think he's just mad because she's a lot funnier than he is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but Pee Wee couldn't stand the thought of people thinking that he slept with a black woman. Oh, uh, wait. In South Carolina in the 70s? No. Oh, but he says that he's not racist. He maintains it. But, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Cue the same broken record of like half the racists I've ever talked to in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not racist, just I think one's better than the other. It, yeah. yeah. So December 1973, Pee Wee has another wife. Not a shit ton of uh, info on her. Um, this is where he really started losing his shit. He murdered a pregnant Doreen Dempsey and her two year old baby. She was a white woman who had two babies with a black man. And Pee Wee said that he was sparing them from the judgment of everyone. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, this is one of the most vile, like, murders that he tells about. And, like, I just simply don't think he did it. Because, like, the times that he killed people was, like, reactionary. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Sure. Like, it was in the midst of a different type of crime, and then he was like, oh, fuck, I have to kill this person now. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was quick and more, yeah, not torturous. I don't think he has the guts Yeah, to he it. wasn't, like, uh, a, a methodical, ma- like... Yes. Able to pre-plan, like, someone like BTK or... Yeah. 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 He's just a big dum-dum. Yeah, a little dum-dum. I'm sorry, yeah. Well, his dum-dum... Tiny dum-dum. His dum-dumness is big. Yes. In such a compact little package. Makes it concentrated. Yeah. Uh, so... so hateful. (laughs) That's it. So mean. Uh, Pee-wee starts his murder-for-hire business, guys. What? His first contract killed. James Judy hires Pee-wee to kill Jesse Ruth Trudy and Johnny Sellers because Johnny stole Trudy from Judy. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
What's it like? What's his marketing? Oh, I can hide in little spaces and pop out. And <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, I, esca- I escaped prison in a trash can once. <laughs> Imagine the different ways I can kill people. I can kill people for you. So, uh, 1975 begins Pee-wee's last year of freedom. He was hired to murder Silas Yates by Suzanne Kipper. She was an ex-sugar baby of Silas, and when he broke it off, he started taking back a bunch of her gifts. <laughs> she wanted to keep her so car. So asking for it, is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, no takesies, backsies. Um, she wanted to keep her car and that he gifted her, so she hired PB to kill him for around thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. Pee Wee kidnapped Silas by uh, sending a lady to pick him up. Once they walked out of the house, Pee Wee put Silas in the trunk, took him somewhere, and he said he stabbed him to death. Yep. Not long after that, uh, the gal that helped. Pee Wee with Silas's murder told her new boyfriend, and they were like, You know what, we should do blackmail. Yeah. Uh, We should totally blackmail this dude. So Pee Wee was like, Okay, yeah, this is all fine, well, and good. So why don't you come on out to uh, the property and I'll have what you're looking for and all of this. So they show up, and all they find is a hole, a grave that Pee Wee has dug. He pops out and Puts a couple yeah, in the back of, of their skulls. Uh, of, yeah, pops out of a cat carrier. A fucking cat carrier. <laughs> oh my god. Pops out of a fucking Happy Meal fucking bag. Like stop at a Happy Meal bag. Uh, he uh, rolled him into the grave and buried him. Pee Wee was on a roll. Uh, his next victim was Kim Gilkins. Uh, she was a local teenager who was friends with one of Pee Wee's daughters. Which their names were half pint and half chicken. Half up with this. I mean, I half know. pint was like the nickname of Laura Ingalls. Sure. Half chicken. Half chicken. You lost me on so that. So I one. wonder who Kim was friends with. I would be friends with half chicken for sure. I mean, I no, I'm totally gonna be besties with half chicken. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Pee Wee hit on Kim, and she was like. Nah, bruh. And he didn't like that, so he killed her. She sure didn't like short kings. That's what it was. Yeah, that's about. what it was. That's what it was. Uh, a little while after that, a cohort from jail named Walter called PB up to see if he had any work for him. Uh, he didn't, but uh, they did have some beef to settle. Oh. So, apparently there were two rival uh, car strippers that had stolen some business and stolen someone's girl. Sure. So um, they lured these guys to the property and shot them again. Right. But they like separated them at different sure. times. They just like make this big thing about it. But apparently it was real enough because Walter um, Pee Wee made the mistake of leaving Walter alive. Like. He was like, it's cool. We're friends. And then he spills his whole guts to Walter. He never mentions anything about the coastal murders, but mentions everything else. Everything that has evidence and was found. Wow. So, yeah. Months after murdering uh, uh, those two guys, Johnny and Dennis, 
uh, the police had a warrant for Pee Wee and arrested him on suspicion of the disappearance of Kim Gilkins. This is when he was finally busted. They searched his trailer, and he, uh, he was nowhere to be found at the moment. He but lived in a trailer? <gasps> no way. Um, Walter says that a ghost told him to go to the cops. My ass. Yep. Uh, police found the graveyard and the other uh, bodily hiding places of the 13 murders. Uh, the last murder that Pee Wee committed was in 1982. Oof. He murdered a man who was on death row. Uh, Pee Wee was hired by Tony Simo, the son of the Moon couple, who was murdered by Rudolph Tyner uh, in their convenience store. Uh-huh. Pee Wee's daughter actually called and told the jail that Pee Wee was going to murder a fellow inmate, and the jail did not believe her. What? I know. Why uh, Why not? I, I mean, know. Just, uh, so. Known killer. Known killer. Might kill again. What? So. Well, when half chicken calls. <laughs> not half chicken. This one's half you pine. You might yes. think it's not a reliable source. Oh, I'm my God. Saying. It's no excuse, but. The whole it, chicken calls, maybe. Maybe. Right, yeah. But not half a chicken. I mean, turducken, that's like God gospel of Paul right there. I can't stand you. Yeah, she, Half Pint is interviewed for this uh, documentary I watched. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's, wow, she, it's wild. You should listen to her talk. Uh, so, on death row, Pee Wee and Tyner's cell b- backed up to one another. Mm-hmm. So, uh, while on the phone with Tony Simo, uh, Pee Wee asks him for a blasting cap and some dynamite. Uh, and he, uh, tricks Tyner into telling him that he wants to have some sort of like intercom system like you know can to can screen can thing whatever so he rigs up this radio to look like an intercom of some sort Mm -hmm. and slides it through this hole in the wall that he burrowed um as soon as Tyner gets it uh PB tells him to put it up to his ear so we can test if it's working he plugs it in and explodes I mean yeah creative he brought the wire back through the hole cut it up and then flushed it yeah well don't think that he's too smart yet because he taped his phone calls with Tony Sima (laughs) you know he was thinking that he was gonna blackmail him or something yeah the cops Mm. came and searched and Found, found the tapes. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of hiding places. What a stupid dick. <laughs> yep. This is when he was given the death penalty. Uh, I apparently didn't write down when he died. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, who him. gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, her. Here we go. Pee Wee's daughter, Half Pint, thinks her daddy was just sick. She doesn't support the terrible things that he did, but he's still my daddy. He didn't treat me no way but good. Which is pretty much recorded through all of his six families. Like, mm. he was a decent person to his family. Sure. Weird. Congratulations. Yeah. Like. Uh, she believes everything that her daddy says, so if he said that he did it, he did it. 
Pee-wee was cremated in part due to people trying to dig up his body. Pee-wee said, I'm sorry, Half-Eye <laughs> said that people were calling him the devil's son and they were trying to steal him so they could worship him. Yeah. So <sighs> that's a little bit about Pee-wee dumbass parrot gas. Yeah, right. Fucking tiny, teeny tiny peewee gaskins. What a mess. I tried to run through it so fast. Because <laughs> I was like, this is just so much. <laughs> He's so terrible. How yeah. much anger lives in that little body, Jesus? Concentrated like those cans of orange juice. Yeah, yeah. I used to eat those. I know you did. You would have lived forever. Because uh, you just would have lived on that hate. Uh, yeah, no kidding. You would have been a, just a shriveled husk, 125, like, I hate His and I'm daughter kill. said my daddy was a vampire. I was like, shut up, my Daddy was a vampire. Daddy was a vampire, Beatty. What, that he sucked? <laughs> there yeah. you go. I agree with that one. You know, I don't know if she's a reliable source. I don't think so. She's too close. Mama was a werewolf. All right. Mama was a werewolf. That's enough. Just because she didn't shave doesn't mean she was... Jesus. <laughs> this is the monsters, all right? Right. Just calm down. Calm down. Oh, my God. All right, Colin, did you bring us a little, little something today? Uh, yeah. I um, don't believe it'll be as thorough as some of the others, but also uh, I think that uh, with... Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer so much of it is I think so much of it is available I didn't know about this stuff until recently because I don't know true crime and all that has never really held that much interest in me Uh, but when the uh, Dahmer series came out on Netflix Mm -hmm. like well let's check this out and you know I I simply became interested in it and in it in the in him and the events and, and all that the trial and everything yes and it's you know a, a different event um, or different kind of murder because it's a modern murder that was um, the aftermath and all that was televised I think like um, yeah you know after um, it was so publicized yeah after like you know uh, these are all like in the 20th century all these killers but they're all from very different time periods yeah that we've yeah. talked about you know and by that time gosh how much of court TV was around but you know court proceedings were televised sometimes and junk like that so there was you know not only the tragedy of the killings but there was the circus that happened right, after yeah. so it made it even literally worse. the circus yeah it was uh, magnified for um, the Families and yeah, um, gosh, the neighbors too, and the t- and the town of uh, Milwaukee was really uh, the worst of it because that's where he did, you know, a lot of uh, his killings. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he didn't start there. He started. It was in Ohio um, when he was. Gosh, I think he was eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Or wait. Or. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 because uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was born in uh, 19, uh, yeah, 1960. His first kill was in 1978. Woof. I can't remember. It was either right after high school graduation or it was around that, that time. Oh my God. His parents, who were not great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Seems like a theme. 
Yeah, yeah. It's the thing with all of these. That's something I, I noticed that, like, uh, not great uh, parents. Uh, isolation with a lot of them, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of them were abuse. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer didn't yeah. really physically abuse, but he certainly was neglected um, or not given the kind of love that he needed. But whatever his love language was, I mean, he <laughs> did not did not find it. Um, but oh you know, that God. was you know, you know, part of uh, the times. You know, his mom was, you know, later it was said that she probably had. Um, postpartum depression after uh, Jeffrey Dahmer sure. was born and sure. you know didn't pay attention to him for or didn't give him much attention for years and you know his father um, was like a, like a chemist or like a yeah he's a chemist and was going to uh, school so he didn't have as much time he spent time with the oh an absentee father we yeah were. he spent you know certainly time with him but like he said that he expressed his love through you know working and like having things you know for the family right. and Surfing stuff like the that providing. yeah that's how he you know did that and that's not um, necessarily a terrible way it's not a great way to be a father and he you know later you know said that he probably wasn't there emotionally as he could have been yeah but, you know, he, oh yeah, he because probably, he's like alive during. Yeah. Oh yeah, when yeah. Shit goes down. Yeah, no, his dad was oh, around for the God. trial and everything. Like he sat there, you know, every day behind Dahmer at the trial and everything. You know, he was. Wow. Oof. He was. He was there through all of it. Um, but yeah, oh, his. To know uh, that your kid did that. Yeah, that's that gotta feel. Crazy. That's gotta feel, you know, terrible uh, for you personally to feel like. I mean, God, you gotta feel like a failure, don't you? Yeah. You know, like what did I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think you know he, um, you know, later wrote his book, and he, you know, he said it wasn't to make money; it was more of like a not necessarily a cautionary tale, but just sure. like you know, hey, be aware of these things. You know, talk don't to fuck your kids. Up like I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I don't think he's ever been really defensive about what happened. I think, you know, I don't think. I know how much you can. Don't that, create a monster like I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but you know, but you know, when he was, you know, not yeah, at the same time, yeah. But, you know, he wasn't around, you know, too terribly much. And um, if you know his mother had been more supportive or been around, or, you know, yeah, around yeah. more. Cause, I mean, she was yeah. in the house, but she wasn't interacting with sure. him and stuff like that. So. Boy, that contributed to how many things in, right. in his mind was socialization and stuff like that, certainly. And just um, uh, just from the moment being uh, born, um, not knowing love, I suppose, is, yeah. is, is part of it. That's a good way to you know? phrase it. And it's a, it's a, it's a terrible stew of situations uh, on Jeffrey Dahmer, or for Jeffrey Dahmer, because his mother, um, I think... You know, like I said, um, had a postpartum depression, and you know, who knows how many other undiagnosed things with her, and she was on a bunch of medication. Cool. Uh, before, uh, you know, when uh, Jeff was born and all that, so it was all of this this combination she had problems of problems from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. there's. It wasn't. Uh, I'm not gonna say like, can you get a break? Because that's not a way to phrase sure. this, but sure. it was just more things piled on top. Of awful things that just kept accumulating, and uh, yeah, so those things just kept piling up until you know, you know, numerous things. You now he was different; he was more quiet and all that. And he did experiment, or you know, di- 
Ramos oh, they dissect oh, because oh. it was already dead, but like roadkill and like yeah. examining, oh, gotcha. you know, bugs and stuff like that. Oh, and, was... You know, some of those like real class some, clowns. Some yeah, right. Some of those techniques I think were used I mean, I like the separate with worms and stuff when I was a kid, but yeah, but, like, you were super normal. Yeah, like some of those techniques they used then were like you know he knew how to like separate bone from you know muscle and stuff like that because he did it when he was you know on these wow running roadkill and stuff cute um but you know he had that that upbringing as well but he also had like uh repressed sexuality Mm. and he also had like some other things where he had like you know violence and stuff you know mixed in with uh, that sexuality and Throwing didn't have anyone to talk to about it and thrown the kitchen sink into this pot of chili yeah yeah oh my God, yeah. yeah yeah so and um, I guess what he, maybe he needed uh, was just the opportunity and then he finally got it when he was 18 and he had fantasies about like this uh, jogger that would be that would run around oh, the neighborhood yeah. and he had other, you know, other fantasies as well, but this is one of them. And he didn't know what he was going to do. He just kind of jumped out and was going to attack him, and then nothing really happened. The guy fucked off, and so that guy didn't know how close he came to being, right? You know, wow, murdered. Yeah. Um, but what finally happened was Jeff came across a hitchhiker and took him back to uh, his parents' place. And at this time, his parents were going through a divorce. Mm. And Jeff was all by himself in this house for months. Jesus. Yeah, his... um, uh, I've seen a couple of different varying accounts, but from what I can tell, it was that they they were getting divorced, and uh, the mother threw the father out. He... Lived in a hotel for a few months with his. Um, I don't believe it was his new wife at that time. It was like his girlfriend. Lady I, friend. Yeah, yeah. So he lived in the hotel for a few months, and then the mom left him. She took her other son, so Jeff's brother, took him. They effed off to wherever, and that was the last time that Jeff saw his mom. Wow. wow. Uh. So yeah, he was just by himself, and he had the opportunity, and uh, he picked up the hitchhiker, brought him in, and they, they hung out for a while, and eventually the guy wanted to leave, because he was on his way to a concert, that's why he was hitchhiking, mm-hmm. and Jeff didn't want him to leave, and things escalated, and he hit him with uh, like a dumbbell, like a barbell, like on the Woo! back of the head, because he wouldn't leave, you know, and he didn't like necessarily mean to kill him, he just mean... Make him stop, and well, he ended up killing him. So, yeah. So he, um, he knew this was wrong and everything, but he didn't know what the f to do. He obviously panicked, and um, but you know, eventually he figured out like, you know, how to dismember the uh, the body, and he tried to get rid of the body Uh. to get to the dump, but um, was an alcoholic. Clearly, he didn't, didn't realize at that time. I mean, he would go to class drunk. Uh, sometimes. Wow. Um, and so he got pulled over and he had just bags of the remains in the back, just trash bags of it. Jesus Christ. Now, in the Netflix series, which there's uh, 
about the best dramatic recreation that you're going to get of his life sure. and these events. Sure. There's still inconsistencies that they do for, you know, for dramatic effect and stuff like that. Right. So when they pull him over, it's sort of like, it's like, I'm not going to, you know, you're too young to screw up your life. Go home. Junk like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, what happens, they got the, the cops got a more important call. So they told him like, go, they did tell him, go home. You know, I don't want right. to see you again tonight. Right. Go home. And so he did. He turned back around with the remains, and like over, he had all that time. So over that period of time, you know, he got rid of the body and he figured out ways to separate the flesh and get rid of it and all that. Oof. And uh, like, like to get rid of the bones. Like he couldn't get rid of the bones at first because um, they were wet on the inside. Tried to smash them, get oh, rid of them, no. but they were wet. Oh, so I didn't even think. Yeah, he, uh, dried them up. And uh, smashed them up, and he spread them around the house, like and around in the all the acres that they there was like eight acres or something like that they had sure. there at that house at the time. Wow! But, and he later said he uh, did it because he liked to you know um, feel like he was surrounded by them. Ew! So his trophy wow. was the bones scattered around, bone dust scattered around his house. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, because that is a that is a theme with him that he had you know trophies, um, you know. Later, he had, you know, skulls and, well, he had, mm-hmm. when he was found, I think there were, I think there were five skulls found. Um, there were three. That's, that's at least two too many. At least. At least. Yeah. I can't, I want to say that there were. I wonder if there were three torsos or if there were three skeletons. See, now that, that's a more reasonable number. Yeah, yeah here we go, yeah. <laughs> there were three intact human skeletons Oof, when they were there. That's scary. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, again, about trophies, he was, at, at the end, collecting these parts to build an altar. Uh, yeah. So he had multiple skulls. He even, like, when he was arrested and was interviewed about this stuff he mentioned this and he drew it he you know in front of his window he's gonna have these skeleton these skulls laid out and then there'd be like the whole skeletons like on either side of it what a fucking loser (laughs) it was yeah so um but like he kept the yeah he kept the uh skulls of like people that he found attractive and interesting like there was oh there was a reason to for some of it yeah well, like, only winners get sprinkles okay okay I mean, I mean that's twisted but in this case I mean in his world kinda you know his ninth victim he killed the guy but he didn't uh find him attractive like after he got him back to his place oh my he, I mean, god realized I that. remorse yeah yeah it's kind of unfortunately <laughs> So he killed the, you know, so he killed the guy, and he didn't keep any of the his remains or anything like that. Wow, and that's another thing with these some of these kills too. Like uh, you couldn't find the remains uh, because he got yeah. rid of them too right. well. Right. Um, you only know about some, like uh, most. Well, I don't, I don't want to say most of these murders, but certainly some of these murders because of his confessions. He kept, right. He did keep a lot of the IDs of these people. Oh, gotcha. But still, like he didn't have. You know, I don't know if he had the ID of his original murder uh, of Stephen Hicks, the hitchhiker. Right. Oh, wow. You know, that was 
so over such a long period of time. It was a 13-year period he was murdering. Third. Wow. And So not a fluke. <laughs> yeah, right. But think, think about this. He murdered over 13 years. He took a nine-year break from murdering. Gotcha. So he really caught up near the end there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Making up for lost time. Apparently. Yeah. So, like I said, his first kill... Um, was that hitchhiker? Second kill wasn't even like an intentional kill. He uh, just picked up. Um, he was known in the um, yeah. By that time, he was in the Milwaukee area because he had he had flunked out of college. He had um, got kicked out of the army for drinking too much. Having problems with that, and he was back in um, Milwaukee, like living with his grandmother. Well, if you drink too much for the army. Wisconsin's the home for you. Yeah, right. So he he murders. So he picks up. Or um, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. He's kind of known, becoming known in the gay community as as dangerous. Sure, good. Yeah. Because he would be go to bathhouses and he'd leave um some guys uh drugged and he'd just leave them there and he he just bone out and eventually he got you know a ban from the local bathhouses. So mm-hmm. what he did. Was he picked a guy up? He went to the uh, ambassador hotel, and he drugged the guy. He accidentally drugged himself as well. What he would do? He he'd take sleeping pills, crush it up, put it in a drink of you know alcohol or coffee, often too, and he put it in the wrong cup. Things got mixed up, so he drugged himself. He was all whacked out on on sleeping pills. But he was still able to drug him. Right. And then he woke up the next day. His hands are all bruised. And the the, um, the guy he picked up, Stephen Tomey, uh, his cave is all, like, punched in. And he just figures that at some point during the night he killed the other guy by, you know, beating him to death. Oh, my God. And he was God. just so drugged he couldn't remember it or anything. Wow. Oh my god. Well, keep in mind he killed this guy in a hotel. So he had to he went and he got a suitcase and he was able to get him out of there to dismember it at his grandmother's Oh later. my god. He didn't intend to do this. You know this because he bought another night at the hotel. He needed more time to get the suitcase oh to get him god. out of there. Right. So but I mean there were so many like too many to really to go through the, the murders like yeah um, it's again a little different from like the other ones we've talked about because we know who they were right because you know he you know kept their IDs and you know um, they could like corroborate stories and stuff like that um, and eventually the cops the police departments were actually talking to each other so they could right. actually communicate yeah because yeah. the first murder was in Ohio and the other was in like, most of these were in um, uh, Milwaukee um, wow. anyway um, but just the, 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 just the states tour yeah like so there were even some of these people that he picked up like in Chicago and then brought back to Milwaukee to yes kill. that's a bit of a hike yeah yeah like a lot of these were um, people that he would like convince to come back to take pictures for and that's what some of those like Chicago things yeah. were like come back I'm taking pictures mm-hmm. come back I'll pay you however much and we'll take pictures right yeah like there were like multiple people that he would do that with where he would like um, try to bring them back to their his place with the promise of money and um 
taking pictures. Like that happened to one of the more. Uh, <laughs> these are all graphic kills, of course, but the one of the wildest, more graphic one was with a uh, Conorick Simithophone. If I'm mispronouncing that, I apologize, but. Is a fourteen-year-old that he Oof. convinced him to come back just to take pictures, <sighs> and um, uh, like I said, one is one of the more graphic, crazy kills. Like th- this was one that was crazy in multiple event, in multiple aspects because um, Dahmer had molested the um, Conorick's uh, sibling. Like oh, previously, Jesus. and he actually, um, Dahmer went to well, it was like work release for that. It was in the show, they said it was prison, but it was like really work release where you go to like like a work release area that's kind of yeah, like a right. prison yeah. dorm, uh-huh. and then he would go to work at the chocolate factory he worked at the time, and then he'd come back. I forgot about the chocolate factory, yeah, yeah, the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory yes. is where he worked. So, I completely forgot about that. Um, so with. With Conrick, like I said, he... Yeah, let me back up here. So, Dahmer was convicted of that uh, molestation charge. The judge went way easy on him, obviously, with that. And... Um, Jesus. So, it's crazy that he was already in prison, and when he... W- or, um, you know, this work release, whatever. Um, when he was originally uh, uh, arrested for that, he um, had a psych evaluation done on him. Uh-huh. And the person that did the evaluation said that he should not be a part of society and that he should be removed from it. Wow. And he still was allowed to go on. I think we found the common string that yeah. ties everyone's together. There are many things. Like, yeah, there's that. There's, you know, in later years when he lived in the apartment by himself, it was in a poor, poor neighborhood, um, yeah. underrepresented by the police, and there's a lot of gay uh, men that were murdered also. There was a lot of homophobia at that time. Yep. So again, it was just more layers of, of things that allowed these things uh, to happen, unfortunately. So anyway, um, getting back to Conrick, he had brought him back to the apartment and what is um, very wild is that the body of the previous victim was still on the floor. No. Or, you know, and, you know, it's, you think, like, well, why wouldn't you leave? Like, let's well, believe by that time that Conrad was already drugged up with the sleeping sure, pills. Sure, sure. Um, and... Why wouldn't you leave? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. And it's like, so, like, Dahmer obviously had, was a lonely person, and he, um... Yeah, I'd say so. You know, um, he, you know, he said nothing gave him peace or happiness or, or fulfillment. And so he was lonely, so he definitely tried to keep people there. So one of the ways he would do that, eventually, was to try to drill into their head to try to create some kind of docile zombie-like person. Like, fuck, a, a lobotomy with a DeWalt fucking... Basically, yes, yes. Yeah. There were some of the skulls they found. They had the holes drilled in them and stuff. So they... Um, so you would, you would drill in them, either put like boiling water in there or what the acid. Hell? That's they, not in the handbook. Yeah, to, to make them, you know, a docile. So with with Conrick, he had him. He had done this, and then he was on the you know bed, and then he had left to, to a bar to drink. Wow. He had yeah, come I back. Reload. Conrick uh, somehow uh, managed to get up out of there, leave, oh and he's you know basically I don't know if he was he was just like in his underwear basically. 
and the cops are eventually called and they're trying to figure out what's going on and that's when Jeff shows up oh. and this kid's got blood coming out of his head and I think it I've heard it's also his anus and this, and he's saying Jeff is saying oh it's just my boyfriend he just gets too drunk and everything like that and he and he convinces the cops to walk him back to his apartment what the fuck yeah so um, amazing police work gentlemen good job guys yeah, yeah. now in the the Dahmer series um, they do get it accurate that that they were fired and then rehired but oh. But they they have like this celebration where like they get like an award and crap like that like that didn't happen. Wow. But what did, right. what did happen though is one of the officers um, that was one that walked them back, Conrick back to Dahmer's apartment. He was the president of the Milwaukee Police Officers Union eventually. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So. Way to go. Yeah. Just um, real. Uh, great humans all together. Um, wow. Yeah, when I mentioned that the body that's on there, uh, on the floor, when Conrad goes in there, mm-hmm. that was like, it was like days before, basically. Oh, of, wow. Of, yeah. of, of him uh, being there. Um, it was, gosh. Yeah, it was literally days of between, like, the, the timeline that's provided right. is, um, it's three days between them, May 24th to May 27th, and it was a similar um, thing where uh, he drilled into them to try to create, like, a zombie, you know, kind of a person to get them to stay wow. around, and and that body that was on the floor, that was the Tony Hughes, that was someone that was, um, you know, deaf and, and mute, Oh my god! And th- there are like differing reports on that, or I've heard, or I've seen that um, some people say that oh they knew each other for a while and wrote, and I've also, and but Jeffrey Dahmer says that, uh, you know, he met him like that day, before you know the day he killed him and stuff like that. So you know who the heck knows? I mean, right? We only have all this information because Jeffrey Dahmer was so. Uh, cooperative with the police when he was caught he knew it was over and sure. he, like he, I mean, he was pinned to the ground and he said I should be dead for what I've done oh mm-hmm. wow you know so this is it, it definitely does not give credibility to when you know when he you know says when he tried to plead insanity right yes. you know um, also the fact that if it was a compulsion how did he take a nine-year break? Yeah. Well, but, but, and if you're insane, how would you turn that on and off like a switch? Yeah, you, right. You couldn't. Right. But but also, like, you know, you got to think about what is sanity and all that and over time and building up and stuff like that. That Now, that's certainly that first kill. I mean, we can, we can, we're not here to just figure that out. Who's crazy and who's not? Right. That's not. We can't. We can't do that, but yeah, that doesn't no, help. No, yeah, I'm just saying yeah, it's, it's a hard. It's a hard sell. Hard yes. sell. Yeah, that and long and of a break should be. And, and, and to be fair, like the one credit I will give our legal system is that's not something that, like, it's thrown us a last chance hail mary pass for a lot of people to use as their defense, but it's not one that's uh, used honor. Yeah, it's not one that is like honored and, yes. and, and accepted very yeah. often. It's very, very, very few and far between that 
someone gets off due to criminal insanity. Yeah, right. the the jury certainly didn't uh, believe it. So that's why <laughs> right. he, you know, that's why he uh, went to yeah. prison. Like he, he has admitted to seventeen murders, but it's believed there were more. No one really knows for certain. There certainly were. A couple of attempts we tried, it just didn't end up working out. Like the person got away. What's yeah. crazy is they got away. They go to the police. He still doesn't. There's still no repercussions. Right. He doesn't get arrested or anything. It's just you know just a real lack of of justice and oversight. It's just ugh, great. This terrible look. I mean, when they caught this guy, the what was his name? It was yeah, it was Tracy Edwards. That was the one. That was the last one. Um, mm-hmm. Like in the show, it kind of looked. There were times where it looked like he kind of had half an idea that Dahmer was the person that was killing these people within the community. Uh-huh. Although it isn't like in real life, it doesn't seem that way. Sure. So you know, but again, who's to say? I don't know. But um, but that was a kill that probably would have really escalated because he was like using a knife, and Dahmer didn't usually use knives. Yeah. Wow. He usually. Yeah. Um, I mean, he still tried to drug this guy, um, mm-hmm. uh, Tracy Edwards, but he was intimidated because it was a uh, just kind of physically and not physically imposing, but he was a very physical person, and he was attracted to physical, um, the, the certain physique, yeah, of, sure, of of, of of men anyway, a certain body type, mm. and but but anyway, he just felt that he needed the knife or whatever. Anyway, but he still had him drugged up, and he had like. A, put like handcuffs on him he hadn't really done that with like other people before he put like one handcuff on him thankfully he still had the other one free Mm -hmm. and you know things escalated and seeing the you know uh, barrel in the uh, corner of his bedroom could you imagine you know this is a this is a thing that he dissolved bodies and he said that he would use the acid and dissolve bones that they would turn into a slush he could Dispose of flushed down the oh toilet. Oh my Gross. god! So there's a barrel of that sitting there, and his life's obviously in danger. He knows that, right? So he um, he figures out enough that he has to play along with it until he can get out of there. Right. So smart. Yeah, and you know he he knows so that smart. he's aware that Dahmer wants to take pictures and stuff like that, and so he's able to play that up, and you know eventually he convinces him to put the knife down, you know. Eventually, he's able to get away and, you know, unlock the multiple locks on the door, get the hell out of there, and get to the police. Mm-hmm. Where Just wearing in boxers and, a, and handcuffs. Oh, Oof. my God. He's able to convince the police to come back. And by the way, he is black, by the way, in a very yeah. segregated right. part of um, the area. Any, well, Milwaukee is supposed to be very segregated, at least certainly at that time. Anyway, they uh, they go back to... Uh, Dahmer's place eventually they are convinced to unlock the handcuffs off this guy it's just different handcuffs than Milwaukee mm-hmm. police use Please. for whatever reason okay. so he says oh yeah they're in the bedroom and they open up um, the nightstand and they find pictures oh. of his other victims because he wow. would you know um, right yeah um, take pictures of them he, uh, before, during, and after, like um, you know, dissection, and um, yeah. you know, we haven't even talked about like the sexual component. Like he would like you know, you know, masturbate and like have sex with the body yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, there's pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. So the cops find that, realize 
they say what like he goes, one cop goes to the other cop and says something like like these are for real and um, and that's when they you know arrest him and then it's Jesus. it's over but um, well I mean that part of it's over like we went, we're, we don't even get into all the media and all that lunacy oh it's yeah. um, and then, you know what happens to the the neighbors and you know because um I mean, they, you know, these neighbors, these people, the people that live there, they didn't sign up for this stuff. They lost their right. home. Yeah. You know, they got, their home got destroyed and, you know, ended uh, up, you know, because the city doesn't want that memory. Yeah. Sure. So, um, you know, he's, you know, he went to prison. Eventually he was killed in prison because they, mm. you know, it was. <sighs> Not super well liked. Well, I mean, yeah, like he, yeah, he wasn't super well liked. Whether they're. Guards looked the other way. It's like, oh, who knows? But you know, honestly, sure. like, get real. It, you know what what happened. Um, but he was, you know, killed by someone that he wasn't didn't seem to be terribly mentally stable him, himself. You know, in different mm. ways. Sure. You know, honestly, but um, but yeah, it just looked like a like a whole like it's just it's kind of remarkable that this person that was didn't really succeed at anything. Like yeah. he, he, he barely graduated high school. He couldn't. Uh, he get kicked out of college. Got kicked out of the army. Couldn't keep a job. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, his grandmother threw her, him out of her house because she didn't like the smell and thought oh it was my weird. God, could you bringing guys and like I'm someone that just that this person that just didn't do much and. And honestly, was set up to not to not succeed. Yeah. Um, has like this has affected so many lives. It's just wild to think that. Like, it's not a, in a positive way, honestly. Yes. Sure. But it's just this unremarkable person affected all of these people in an unfortunately remarkable way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's sad and incredible and just awful. <laughs> just I'm going off. to mention that he ate people because that seems like a big differentiator <laughs> between the killers that we've yeah. highlighted. Well, that, and not that that's unknown by people listening. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Well, there's just so cannibal, much. Still, like, there's just so much to talk about, and like, he that, fucking that. ate yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And that's, but that's like another part of it. Is like, it was about you know about curiosity, and part of it was about like being like. You know, close to them, and yeah. To possess them. It was about. Them. It was about the control. Of them. Yeah. yeah. It, it was about control, about not he wanting them to leave. People to stay. Yeah. Everyone yeah. in his life had left him, and he just couldn't stand the thought of these people leaving him, and that was his way of keeping them with yeah. him for forever. <laughs> instead of, hey, instead of me developing any personality traits that some people might find fun to yeah. hang out well, with, let I, me eat you. Yeah. yeah. We, you didn't know how to do that or couldn't figure it out or wasn't given the foundation or whatever. <laughs> I and, remember being a teenager in the 90s when mm, he was caught. It was just... Madness. That's all anyone could think about or talk about. It was just unheard of. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had to, he, um, you know, I said he was an alcoholic. He had to get drunk to do, eventually he had to get drunk to do these things Mm -hmm. because he knew it was so heinous. He just had to, 
block it out. Yeah, just yeah, get uh, uh, obliterated in order for him to do it. He wanted, or he had the compulsion or whatever to I do can't it. Do anything he, when I'm hammered. <laughs> oh, I, I know, like the 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 amount of concentration. Boy, I tell you, boy, I must have had. Um, but I wish I was half as productive when I was drunk. <laughs> Not with killing people. Sure. <laughs> sure. Something at least productive. You dishes. God damn sure. I'd <laughs> be in great. In the toilets. Right. That'd be great. If not, she doesn't do yeah. windows though. I don't. <laughs> I'm short. It's like Kiwi. Pee-wee. Pee-wee and that's the final truth. Size. And that's the final truth. Don't do windows. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Does that about do ya? Well, I mean, yeah, like she said, like there yes. There's cannibalism too, but that's like and there was the, the sexual component as well, you know. But like there's just sprinkle there ain't time. There's just so much of so much of his life. And thankfully it is known, but like, you know, you can um you know, like there is that dramatization that's probably about the best you're gonna get as far as yeah. a dramatization. There are multiple documentaries. There was the most recent um uh, thing on Netflix that was the the Dahmer tapes where it was like his interviews after mm-hmm. he was you know mm-hmm. arrested. So there's a lot it's of information. Got a terrible on that. haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Not very stylish. He let his muscles do the talking because he worked uh, out. Yeah, he. I mean, to be that small and overpower people, yeah. gotta be a cut motherfucker. Mm. Yep. Not everyone's got that Carl Pan's Ram physique. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's literally. Right. That's right. Literally. Well, uh, thank you so much for wrapping together, wrapping up Dahmer. That's, um, I feel like, a really good truncation if you don't want to have to watch. Ten hours. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and then three hours of the tapes yeah. and then interview footage. and yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else. There's a ton of shit out there. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube is wrong with it. Yeah. I do recommend, like, watching the uh, victim impact statements yes. during the trial. Because, again, uh, you have to hold a lot of people's lives, and this is their yeah, chance to, you know. If anyone, yeah, wants to romanticize any, uh, any Dahmerness. Yeah. That puts a very real face on it that these people's lives are directly affected yes. by. Yeah. So definitely, I do recommend checking that, that or, out. Yeah. Or any serial killer where you can find those victim impact yes. statements yeah. on, you know, the Dahmer, Bundy. Uh, yeah. People like that to yeah. where. Yeah. These people are not. She, yeah. They're not cool. They're not cool. They're not edgy. They're not. They're not the boogeyman. They're real people that yes. murdered. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they're really not something to be feared. Just yeah, and half of them are lame as shit. Like, didn't yeah. succeed at a goddamn thing, yeah. so they took it mm-hmm. out on people. It's the only thing that they were good at was ruining other people's right. lives. Yeah, Bundy couldn't even make it as a young Republican, so... Yeah. <laughs> a white young Republican. <laughs> I mean, Carl was a hobo until he got the yacht. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> then he was a hobo with a yacht. He was a hobo with a yacht. Yeah, but then it sank, so... Like, yeah! Back to being a land hobo. Yeah, back to being an unsuccessful fuck <laughs> oh my god well thank you guys so much again uh, for joining us for another episode it's always a great time when uh you guys hop on with us 
Yes. Thumbs up around the room. Yeah. You can't yeah. see it. It's an audio yes. medium. This has been super uh, horrifically fun. Yeah, horrifically <laughs> sure. fun. In celebration of the spookiest of months. If you're going to talk about something awful, it's good to do it with friends. Agreed. Yeah. Well, Samuel, do you have uh, some shit for us? I do. And I, uh, Cassie, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is another suggestion from our favorite listener, Robin. Yes, the fourth member of... GTS. Uh, so for some, if you want any custom ooky spooky uh, paraphernalia, I'm going to keep using that term. I love it. <laughs> um, you can go to uh, screamprintshop.com. Cute. Um, and it's a custom screen printing shop, but they do like uh, cool like horror custom designs. So. It, Instead of screen printing, it's scream printing. I love it. Uh, so you can find them uh, on Etsy, um, but you, you can also find them on Instagram at Scream Print Shop. And on their Instagram, they have a link tree to different resources uh, that they cool. got. So. Yeah, uh, cool stuff. And What's one of your favorite things? Um, you can get, I mean, pretty much any... Uh, you can get like uh, witchy uh, animals on throw pillows. You Ooh. can, yeah, like they they'll print like stuff. stuff on tumblers if I wanted. Yeah, uh, they do. She they have uh, different phone case designs, mm, trinkets, uh, uh, mask designs. Uh, yeah, just cool stuff. Like uh, the phone cases are probably going to run you about twenty bucks. Depending on the uh, pillows and t-shirts are around uh, like 15 to 20. Hell yeah, brother. Um, so yeah, it's uh, cool different custom designs that you can get printed on pretty much anything you want. There's like a, a comforter uh, set that they'll print on. I love it. But yeah, uh, Scream Print Shop on Instagram. You can find link trees to their different products and resources. Sweet. So why you are uh, making your own custom oogie spooky tumbler that you can put all of your uh, fall delights inside and make sure that we're in your earballs. You can find us on all the different streaming platforms, including Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and if those don't suit your fancy, you can find many more platforms on our Insta bio at GTS underscore podcast while you're there please make sure you like follow subscribe so we can continue to grow our shit check out our link tree to find our website episode resources extra streaming platforms and much much more holler at us if you want to uh, hype a business up uh, a small business or you don't want to do homework on a certain topic you can catch us at g uh nope i lied to you you can catch us at our new email, get this shit at gmail.com. Get this shit podcast at gmail.com. Podcast. It's in front of me and I still don't <laughs> like it. Get this shit podcast at gmail.com. So fill up our inbox with shit. Yeah. Thank you again for joining us for another uh, spooky episode. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Stay stinky. <laughs> Love and light. Bye. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>